Hey everyone, it's Tom Kradza, and on this episode of the Your Life, Your Term show, Nick and I sit down with the one and only Jerry Gatto. Jerry is a lawyer, a real estate lawyer that we have known for well over a decade now. Great guy. On this episode, we go through the Planning Act, wills, prenups, probate, power of attorney, updates on the small claims. We cover it all. Jerry is a wealth of information, all around great guy. And yes, I'm saying that even though he's a lawyer. Can you believe that? And, um, and if you are listening to this and you want to check out our Your Life, Your Terms event, that is coming up on Saturday, October 16th. You can get all the details for that at yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. That's yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. We're doing a brand new Rockstar Economic Update, a local real estate market update. We're bringing in Jeff Booth, the author of The Price of Tomorrow, to talk about technology and its impact and a deflationary impact on the economy. So we are going to be going through all of that on Saturday, October 16th. You can get all the details at yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. That's it for the intro. Let's get on with the show. Are you ready to live life on your terms? Is it time to take charge? Real estate, business building, the economy, health and nutrition, and more. It's the Your Life, Your Term Show with Tom and Nick Carazza. Are you ready? Let's go. We are live with Jerry Gatto. I always want to say your full first name. Gennaro. Gennaro Gado. We are live with Gennaro Gado. Is that Italian? Absolutely. Is that, yeah, would that be Italian? Would that be, I'm not sure. Could Gennaro be Italian? And Nicholas Alexander Carazza. Um, so we were just talking about, um, actually, before we talk uh, talk about the Planning Act, when you when you go up skiing, are you like racing down the hills oh, yeah, with your kids? Absolutely. You still race no. down the hill? Are you kidding? Like, I can barely go down the hill. Oh, okay, no, my, but when last time I saw you, it looked like I didn't go up with you, no. and it looked like you were just bombing down he the hill. He races to the lodge, I my, think. My nine-year-old makes fun of me. He goes up and down twice before I get down. Yeah, but you're still doing great. You're oh, bombing yeah. down those hills. Pretty. I, I feel like I saw you going down. Huh. The, your eye, you need to check your eyes. We already you know, know they're not good. They're not very good. Yeah, yeah. yeah. No, my eyes are amazing. My eyes are perfect. My <laughs> eyes are perfect. I got glasses and I've never needed. I don't know what happened. I got them. I've never used them one time. <laughs> I just squint more. If you think you saw me bombing down, get your eyes checked quick. You know what? Listen, I, when we went skiing with you and your family and beautiful family and kids, by the way, it was amazing. But then you had another friend who's a lawyer. Like when you hang out, when you, there's all these lawyers around, you go to the ski club. He, he's a good you skier. You know how it feels like when there's a lot of lawyers around you, you just get nervous. Yeah, yeah, that's like, right. Why are all these people around me telling me this stuff? So, uh, yeah, no, you're a good skier. I think you're downplaying it. Um, what do we need to get into with this planning act? What are you seeing out there? Well, planning act, I mean, uh, it's still a prevalent uh, problem in Ontario. And you always have to be careful if you own a piece of property that's next door. You have to ensure that you don't have both properties in the same name. So if Tom and Nick buy property A, either Tom or Nick can buy property B, but you can't put Tom and Nick on property B because there is a possibility of those two titles merging, which will result in you having to go to the Committee of Adjustment and spending a whack of money to get those two properties severed, what? even though originally they were two separate properties. It, it, I, I, I think I, and I know that, and it always seems outrageous to me, but so what determines whether or not they merge? Um, if they're part of a whole lot. So in, in new subdivisions, for example, now they've got uh, subdivision laws and they, they put whole lots in a subdivision, it doesn't matter. You can, you can buy the abutting property. But in older properties where they, severed, where they severed them off and they were part lots on a plan of subdivision, 
there's a possibility of severing. So I always say to clients, and I just recently had one where the client called me. He, he lives in one property. He's buying property B. And I checked to make sure, and I said, yeah, you got you to gotta keep them separate. And sometimes it affects the mortgage. But what do you, you mean be- keep them separate? So he has to close it with a different name? Yeah, you have to. Well, as long so the rule is as long as the names are not identical. Yeah. So going back to my example, you and Nick buy property A. You and Nick cannot buy property B. You what? have to keep it separate. So you could add Carol to property B. You could put Tom, Nick, and Carol. Mm-hmm. You could put Tom alone. You corporate name. Nick, a corporate name. Corporate name, Tom and Nick. There has to be some distinction. There was lawyers at one point that were putting, for example, you know, Nick and Tom would buy property A, and then in property B, they'd put your full legal name. Yeah, does that work? I was no, just going to ask. Work. Oh, that okay. Doesn't work. That doesn't work. Why is the law so messed up? I now, don't, so, what are, is that the notary example we were saying? Somebody used a notary to close on a property. Well, that was uh, right now. I've got a, I've got a situation where the property was purchased shortly after the Planning Act uh, was enacted, and the clients were used notary public. Their parents purchased it, and corporation owned piece of property and built two apartment buildings and sold property A to one party, property B to the other party without getting severance. And it's continued that way because it's moved to the children and nobody ever bothered to to do any searches because, you know, somebody comes in and says, hey, Jerry, you know, I want to just give this to my, my two sons. So typically... Not that it's right, but lots of lawyers don't bother looking at a search. I mean, it's okay if your father owned it and it was his name, I'll just put it into your name. But we've got a huge planning act problem. So because we're paying lawyers, some lawyers, we're paying them to do things and they don't well, do no, them? no, it's not that. But no, no. <laughs> well, now what? Jerry's defending the legal system. I get no. It. no, but wait, on that property example. So two apartment buildings are purchased by the exact same name, I assume. No, it, one person owned both apartment buildings and they sold it without getting severance. Okay, but that's a different example. That's a different example. Oh, that's sorry. a different example. Okay, okay. So those two properties now, when they were transferred, those transfers are invalid. They're null and void. So those people that own those apartment buildings legally do not own those apartment buildings and they don't have the right to to sell them. So the people that previously owned it are the last rightful owners? Correct. Come on. Honest to God. But they've been paying a mortgage on these properties for maybe 20 years. Now, you can fix it, but it's expensive. You got to go to court. You've got to get, you got to get. Is this what title insurance would cover? No, title insurance doesn't cover that. Title Title insurance doesn't cover this? No, no, title insurance doesn't cover that. The other example, which is more problematic, is you own 22 Main Street and you want to buy 24 Main Street. If you buy both, if you own 22 as Nick and Tom Carazza and you buy 24 as Nick and Tom Carazza, there is a possibility, there are some exceptions, but there's a possibility that those two titles will merge and you will not be able to sell 22 by itself or 24 okay, so by itself. When does it merge? Somehow in the land registry office? No, no. When, the, when your lawyer goes to... To look at title, and he sees that. But you, who you, merged but, it? Yeah. Like to me, there's a by database law. It entry. Merges by so the planning it merges act. by law. By law, the planning act understand. says those two properties merge. Now there's there's a movement. Is this lawyers just creating more legal? No, work? it's it's it, because so, like you know this just sounds like bullshitty no, to me. It is. It is, and everybody agrees. And pre-COVID, I had heard that the Ontario government was there was a movement within legislation to 
change the bylaw to change that law because that's not what it was intended for it the planning act was intended for preventing nick from owning a hundred acres and going here tom i'll give you this little piece mike i'll give you that little piece jp i'll give you that little piece so the government said wait a minute we don't want the owner of that hundred acres deciding how to divvy up the property. And, you know, sometimes you go into older areas of Ontario, some older properties, and you'll see you'll see a, a two-acre property right beside a, a lot that's 50 by 100. Mm-hmm. That was done pre-planning act. So when the government passed the planning in act... In what year did they pa- pass the I forget the year it was passed. Ballpark it, ballpark In it. the 70s sometimes. Okay. So maybe even in the 60s. But um, when... They passed it. It was intended to prevent people from doing that. So they said, you know what? I don't even understand how it does that. Well, because now if I own 100 acres, I can't piece off a little bit of my property. They're just going to roll it back into what you own. Because if I piece it off, I'm giving it in my own name? No, if I piece off property A to Tom, so I I own it. Jerry owns 100 acres. And I go, Nick, here's here's a little piece. I'm going to give you two acres. Uh, Tom, but I'm the gonna... ownership changed into his name. Yes, legally. Okay, okay. But with the Planning Act, you have to go get the severance done properly. Yes, but That's... the Planning Act says that that transfer is invalid. Even though we've signed all the papers and we've registered it. it, the Planning Act you says... You have to go get a proper severance. You, you have to go to the Committee of Adjustments, get a proper severance, and they want to keep some consistency. So I, I can't make a lot, 100 by 200 the lot beside it, 50 by 100. Okay. The, so like those areas, we, there's some areas okay. of Hamilton where Sorry, like where we are. I was crossing own. stories again because I was just thinking it's you closing in your name on this other lot and they merge back together or something. No, I'm all confused. It's yeah. okay. I think I'm straight now. Yeah, it's you can't have two beside each other in exactly the same name. So as a lawyer, one of the things that we do when we do our searches, right, we check the planning app. But we we make sure that there's no but contravention. Second, I, but if you chop off a piece, I understand. That's you what he's saying. You can't, if you can't chop off the piece because it would be in your name, means it goes back to the regular piece. You have to go to the Committee of Adjustments to chop it off properly yeah. instead it. of you just doing it by yourself. Okay, so you can't chop up your own 100 acres Because they'll just, they'll just put it back into your name. in your name. Yeah, I, so if I you went with a spray, piece of spray paint I'm and said, slow, okay. Jerry. I get there, though. I'm slow. I can never be a lawyer. See and that? the idea, and the idea is to you keep laughed some, in agreement on that, eh? You, no, laughed, you no. didn't. You didn't come back to my defense. You didn't no, no. say no, Tom. You could be anything you want to be. You're, you're, you laughed and said, listen, "I knew that you're already." You're a fantastic real estate agent. <laughs> oh, you geez, want to be here a comes the real estate agent. Oh, real estate agent broker. You're a broker oh, of record. Any, you're, oh my god! Stop. But, but anyway, but the the planning act. I'm. The intention was, uh, was good. So the intention is that you don't have areas. In a, in a municipality that are a mess. where, there, where there, it's a mess and you got a big piece. We've all yeah. seen those areas, downtown right. yeah. Toronto, downtown, downtown Hamilton. Hamilton they're it's, all there, right? Yeah, yeah. So the idea was... The no, mechanic no, shop we, next to the residential yeah, house. We yeah, keep, that's what I was going to say, the lumber yard next to our student... Our student, student rental has a yeah. lumber yard we like two doors. Keep <laughs> some, we want to keep some consistency with, with the property so that everybody is, uh, you know, it, it's there's some planning... Done. Okay. So that was that was to protect everyone. That if you pieced off a piece of your own land, it, but it was still under your name, it merged back together because the severance wasn't done properly. Correct. But now it's coming back to bite people in the ass because if they're closing on a completely different piece of land, yes, 
that has been properly severed? No, no, it has not, not. Has not been properly. That severed. is not, and yes. it's still the 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 zoning which is saying, oh, it's two people with the same name, two things with the same name. It merges back together. No, but hold well. on, these ones have probably been properly severed because if I have two prop two lots that I I bought next door to each other and they were part of a bigger lot when they were severed, it's no, it's combining. They, they may not have been so. Pre-planning act. Because how could they sell them then? Well, because pre-planning, pre-planning act. act oh, you they could, could sell them, right? Oh, wow. So if so, you had something in the family yeah. for fifty years, yeah, yeah, yeah. And you now could. you're kind of reselling, and somebody buys both, closes on both in the same name, thinks they have two lots, yeah. but it gets merged back together underneath the. Planning and as long act. as see I, that, Jerry. That's I right. Got it. Absolutely. Eh? And if I own, if I own a property and I've never owned any adjoining property, I can continue selling that, no problem. The problem becomes if I own property A and I want to buy my neighbor's property and I end up buying my neighbor's property and the title is exactly the same, the properties could merge. So how, did, you have so how do they, they know whether they, need to, whether, whether they need to worry about that or not? Is there something you could look up at the land oh, registry office? Absolutely. Yeah, yeah we look. We, we, we look and, and if it's a whole lot in a plan of subdivision, you don't have to worry about that because... To your point, it's already received its severance, so you're good. So what? So but the alternative is, is what you what would you see if it wasn't that? Well, you would see that it's not in on a plan of subdivision. It's a part lot. Oh, it's so a part lot. It's a part lot, okay. and there's a possibility. So you, that you basically emerges. don't want a part lot. No, you don't want to. I mean, and it's fine if you're you not do. buying the. It's not fine if you're not buying the the property next door. That's what I mean. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah, yeah. I was gonna say you do. You want everything. Yeah. Okay. Just, yeah. You want, I mean, you're yeah. okay to buy it. Yeah. It's just, you know, and the problem, like I had one just recently where, you know, the, the individual wanted to buy and, and the problem is that he was having trouble getting financing unless he kept it in his name and his spouse's name. So we, we had the assistance of Butler that we were able to add a corporation to that title, kept the two people on, and added the corporation, which kept it from merging. So you used a corporation to change the the name, so it's not exact. It's not exact. It can't. It as long mm. as it's not exact. As long as I can't believe you deal with this stuff. We deal. Well, that's what the title. I don't believe why. anyone has to deal with that. Oh my yeah. gosh! Now there this is. is what the, don't worry, the, the government's looking into it. So that means within ten years, <laughs> yeah, they might have looked yeah, into yeah, it. Yeah. They might be at step two. Don't worry, guys. The government. Anyone listening, don't worry. The government is looking into this situation. Yeah. By because, 2045, we yeah. will have an update. <laughs> well, because it wasn't intended to pick up that scenario. That's not what the yeah. intention was. But unfortunately, like the, the intention wording. of us coming off the gold standard was supposed to be temporary, Jerry, right. in 1971. <laughs> where how many years later, temporary still going? Yeah. Okay. What a mess. It is a mess, it, it, and it it's a mess. And any lawyer talked to says it's a mess because that's not what it. It was the intention, but unfortunately, that's what happens. And and as a lawyer, sometimes we've had clients walk in, say, oh, you know what, my my daughter, I'm going to transfer the piece next door to my daughter and her husband. And no problem. It's a simple transfer, right? You better check the abutting properties because if the daughter and the husband own the property next door, you're inadvertently causing yourself to call law pro and uh, claim negligence because you didn't check that property next Holy door. Holy smokes. Yeah, you have to be very careful. The planning act So is- you check this stuff, and t- I just can't believe that. I always thought when you pay for title insurance, all of this stuff, no, everything's it, covered. it doesn't cover the planning act. What else scenario? does title insurance not cover? Well, title insurance doesn't cover work orders if you're aware of them. 
So if I buy a property and, and in the offer it says that we understand that there's a work order, title insurance doesn't cover that. Because a work order work, example would be um, city you know, has a come deck, by. A, and a deck was built without proper yeah. permits. And I, I buy and you say, hey, I say, Tom, you want to buy my property. By the way, there's a work order against my. Okay, what else does title insurance not cover? Um, what else doesn't it? What it doesn't cover. Um, I'm just trying to figure out how I'm getting screwed, Jerry. Well, no, I mean, title insurance. I mean, the main thing with title insurance is fraud, right? I mean, that's their, their main sell. Right, their main sell somebody selling, selling something they don't actually right. own. And um, have you seen examples of that? Um, I, I, I personally have not seen any. Okay, I've correct. Seen a lot of insurance people are buying. So we're for buying enough. insurance for something that Jerry's never seen. Well, no, but there, 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 there's a lot. There is a lot of there's a lot of real estate fraud going on. And what's an example of real estate fraud? Well, there was there was a, a perfect example, and unfortunately, lady did not have title insurance, and uh, she owned the property in Toronto, and. Um, I forget the bank. I I forget who the the lender okay. was. Anyway, went and she somebody went to a bank and said, "Hey, I'm Mrs. Smith. I want to put a mortgage on my property. Property was worth a couple million dollars. They're looking for a mortgage of seven fifty eight hundred thousand dollars, way below. Sure. You know uh, what do you call it? loan, loan to, to value? Ra loan to ratio or loan to value? We like to say loan to value. Uh, you stick with value. the legal yeah, stuff. Yeah, we yeah. got the financing loan stuff. Loan to value and. I guess the appraiser just drove by the house, didn't bother to go in and looked and said, yeah, yeah, probably house is worth a couple million bucks. It's in a good area. Put a mortgage on. Uh, four months later, Toronto Dominion Bank, I think it was Toronto Dominion Bank, I think that's who it was, commenced legal proceedings against a lady because no mortgage payment had been made. Turns out that the people that put the mortgage on were, were fraudsters. Toronto, Toronto Dominion Bank lent the money. Okay. A huge lawsuit occurred. And title insurance covered it. She didn't have title insurance. Oh, sorry. She didn't sorry. have title insurance. But why would it's after closing, yeah. title insurance would... I never thought title insurance would cover things after closing. Oh, yeah. That's what title insurance... So if oh, my God. All property, these years, Nick and I have not understood you, you, what I'm buying. You own, you own <laughs> the property 10 years and 10 years from the... Jerry, you definitely explained this different uh, differently ten years ago. I yeah. don't think I ever asked. I'm like, I don't think I guess I got it. Okay, we well, just yeah, signed yeah, it. Yeah. It's it, a smart thing to get. Yeah. Ten, ten years down the road, somebody steals your ID and uh, puts a mortgage on your property or sells it. That's what, That's title, what insurance title insurance covers. Insurance, yes, but all, all the, these years, I've thought title insurance was I buy something and if it wasn't represented properly. When I purchased it, like if the dimensions of the lot were off, I was lied to about the size of the lot or something like that, it, title insurance covers me. It, or I'm buying from somebody who didn't really own it in a fraud situation at the point of purchase, at the time of purchase. Yes. Then it covers me for things like yes, that. Yes, but it also covers you if you become the victim of oh, fraud. Okay, okay but hold on. Let's, let's play this out a little bit. So this lady, the, the, whoever the lender was. They commenced legal action against the the true owner. Yes, because but, but they were defrauded, and she wasn't part of the fraud. So how could they? Well, they even, used her ID. So they used her ID. But it, yeah, but how could they claim legal action? Like if they well, have they, no. They started. She she defended it, saying, "I'm not, I didn't because they didn't out. know, right?" So okay. so I get my I get my hands on your passport. Just thought, yeah. I get my hands on your passport. I go to Toronto. Go to somebody and for, I understand for a couple of hundred bucks, I can get my picture put on somebody else's passport. Okay. They did, well, yeah, I get the answer. They didn't know. Right, they didn't know. So they I like started. Jerry, Jerry's walking us through yeah. how to make a fraudulent passport. Okay, take us right to conclusion on that. <laughs> what location What's the do you go to? I yeah. go to for fraudulent passports? <laughs> so anyway, so you, with their hands on her, on her ID, they 
put a mortgage on the property. Now, the appraiser was at fault for not going into the house because had the had the appraiser properly gone into the house, then they would the have lady would have said, excuse but, me, what mortgage? Yeah. But she won, she won because well, she did. Why did she have to defend herself? Believe though. it or not. But, but then she would be entitled to her costs if she won was, anyways. This was the crazy part about it. When she first went to court, the first judge said, I'm sorry, Mrs. Smith, you have to pay back the Toronto Dominion. Come bank. on. No way. What judge in their right mind speaks those words? It went to the Court of Appeal, and the Court of Appeal said, nah, we think our brother had a bad day because it was the craziest decision and obviously got overturned. But, you know, she spent a lot of money. I can't believe we don't know originally what what the bank was for sure. So let's not pick on any name. No, no. But the fact that the bank would even go down that path on something with lawyers going after a lady that might have been... It was, oh and and after that decision, that's why um, now if you own a property pre-title insurance, you can buy title insurance to protect you against the fraud. So if you you own, you know your parents have owned the property for forty years pre um, the bringing in of title insurance, you can call a lawyer and say, hey, I'd like to buy title insurance just to per- give me that fraud protection. I don't even wow. know how much title insurance is. It just well, always gets wrote. Like it's it's like always on the statement. Fifty bucks, two hundred and eighty bucks. How no, no, it's a little bit more. It's oh. in the five hundred dollar range. Is that yeah. how much? Yeah, it is? Yeah. it's always yeah. on the statement Inflation. of adjustments, and you yeah, just yeah. sign. Yeah. Yeah. Just, how yeah. much yeah. is this? Yeah. Why am yeah. I buying <laughs> this thing? I, you know what? You know when it really hit me is that when we were buying that place over in Croatia, Nick, and there was like they were going through the chain of ownership of this property, and the documents were starting to look all really deteriorated oh, yeah. and stuff. Yeah. They were trying to find out if what we were buying was really owned by the previous person, and they were trying to do like a chain of custody. It's a ma- over and they there, literally it's a had old pieces of crumpled paper and different legal systems. So I always well, thought just Canada's think, nice. Think. You get this title insurance, you don't have to worry about any of that kind of stuff. Yeah, it, it, title insurance as well, which a lot of clients don't understand, is when they refinance a property, you have to get title insurance to cover the lender. You don't have to get title insurance to cover yourself because you've obviously got it when you first purchased it. But the title insurance covers the lender in the event that the borrower is the fraudster. So you end up having to spend a couple hundred dollars on title insurance to protect the lender. The banks always win. I know you could do that privately. I, I understand yeah. the importance of that. But then I'm also paying legal fees. The bank always, and when we do a refinance, aren't we always paying legal fees to some bank lawyer? Usually you pay the bank's legal fees, yeah. Yeah. Some, some, institutions, some institutions do it internally, though. Some institutions, yeah, no, they do, but there's still a legal fee. Involved. Yeah, yeah, there's still a legal yeah, yeah, fee. Yeah, they, they use they use uh, some different companies. Okay, yeah. so it's like it's not a tie. It's a couple two two hundred fifty bucks or yeah, something. It still like always that. just bothered me. I don't know. I just calculated how much money they're making. I'm like, I don't know, really, this too. But sure, okay, yeah. fine. But the title insurance. I mean, the the main thing with the title insurance is the fraud protection. That is huge. Can you that really wear huge. that Apple Watch all yeah. day? Doesn't it drive you crazy no, with no, all the no, phone calls no, you're getting? No, you like no. it? I hang it up all the time. Oh, okay. It's a, it's, a, it's got a great feature. You can say can't talk right now. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> can't talk right now. <laughs> but hey. it is. I mean, that's the to me title insurance. That's the single uh, most important function that it serves it protects you for as long as you own okay the property. i was completely mistaken on really the the importance of it okay so what else are you seeing around people with uh wills that they're making mistakes on on well, a will well wills you know <clears throat> i actually have to redo mine yeah. yeah like what's the biggest mistake is it not updating it well updating sometimes it depends you don't we we are wills are fairly 
general. So we don't specify if you own one property or 10 properties. If you say, listen, if I die, I leave everything to my wife. If my wife, if my wife and I die, we leave everything to our children. But what if you have an extra kid? Because I think I only did mine when we had one child. One. Doesn't make a difference. Oh, no? Doesn't, no, oh, great. Doesn't, Perfect. I, we don't say, have to do it. <laughs> we say we, we leave the residue to, to our, our issue per stirpes, which means we leave it to our children. And should our one of our children, children die before us and we have grandchildren the share will go to our grandchildren uh-huh. so it's generally good for a long time the the biggest change sometimes is you know executors of the estate i mean if you if your kids are you know 9 and 12 years old you're not naming them as alternate executors when they're 25 26 years old right and the residue of the estate's going to them anyway. You're going to want to update your wills to reflect. So if I have an old will that I don't know where it is right now and I need a new will and I come to you, does the new will just supersede the old will? Absolutely. Okay. The new will simply says, I revoke all uh, past wills. Okay, so no okay. one can show up with a copy no of an old can, will. No one can show up. And the other thing, if you're, if you're planning on getting married, uh, if you have a will and then get married, that will is no longer valid unless the will specifically says, I'm making this will in contemplation of marriage. Huh. And now there's, there's talk about that being changed, that they're saying that, you know, why, why, why are we doing that? But right now, the way the law stands is if you have a will pre-marriage, unless the will says it's made in contemplation of marriage, that will is no longer married because the family law kicks in and different rights, you know, different marital rights and property rights kick in once you once someone gets legally married. You, you know what I learned the other day when when we were talking on the a uh, couple of weeks ago on the weekend, we you mentioned when it came to family rights and marital rights, you said that you don't need a pre, but by default. If you get married, correct me if I'm wrong. So if you get married and you're both, someone's coming to the marriage with 200,000 worth of assets, someone's coming with 50,000. By default, the way things work is that you're able to then take out of that marriage, if you get divorced, that that extra amount. Like if you were coming in with more assets, then the, I, I explain this wrong. But, but the division of assets starts from the day you got married moving forward, not from before and what you're bringing into the marriage. Is that correct? Correct. Except if that money gets put into the, to the uh, matrimonial home. Okay. Right. Once you, so if I, so my, you know, one of my parents dies and both my parents die and, and I inherit hundred thousand dollars and I put that hundred thousand dollars into a specific RSP sure that money will be uh, so when you're when nobody you're, can my spouse can't touch that but if I take that hundred thousand dollars and I pay down our mortgage with it then that property then I lose that hundred okay so is this a different example of the same thing we have uh, several rockstar members in their late 20s some of them own three four five properties they start dating someone they get married they put some money into the matrimonial home. We get it. That's shared. But they have these other properties out there that were purchased well before and can be documented that they were purchased well before the marriage began. Do you need a prenup on I, that? I situation? would always recommend a prenup. But do you, re- I know recommend, but do you really need one? Or yeah, you, you do. You do. Because, I thought to well, Nick's point, though, I well, thought. But, we, but, but, but now. It's what, open for interpretation. Without the prenup, it's open for interpretation. Now it depends on, you know, because, you know, you start refinancing, you start putting, you know, you start selling properties, you start moving the money around a little bit. So I always recommend in that situation, yeah, get a prenuptial agreement, right? That way there's no confusion. Uh, you don't have to wow. wait for somebody to interpret it. Or what? Those are tough discussions. Yeah, they Thankfully, are. Thankfully, I came into my marriage with nothing. Yeah. <laughs> 
didn't have to have that. <laughs> well, that's and it is a tough discussion, right? And you don't a tough discussion when parents are lending money to kids to buy a house. That's mm-hmm. a tough discussion because if it's if it's my son and I'm giving him a couple hundred thousand dollars, mm-hmm. well, if my son my son and daughter in law split up. That money was meant for him, not for her. So yeah, again, so how do you? So then well, you can use. I wouldn't. My brain doesn't think that way. If I was giving a hundred thousand dollars and they split up, I figure my loss. Not me. Not if I. If I don't, especially if I don't like the person. Let's say I don't like the guy. Yeah. <laughs> I have daughters. I don't like the guy. I'm like, look, I yeah, want you know to live in a good maybe, place. Maybe uh, on the what? daughter with the guy example, I'd be more serious about that. You're right. That's a good point. Well, yeah, yeah. I was thinking if, my son's older. I was thinking about him marrying somebody. But if yeah. you've if you've worked so. You've worked hard. You, you're able to accumulate a couple hundred thousand dollars to give to one of your children, right? And they stay married for three or four years, and they split up. That money's meant for your your family. So your can you make children not so, your? So what do you do? That's covered. So what in a we prenup? do? What we do is, a, well, we do a couple things. Either um, we can do a, a mortgage back to the parents. For a couple hundred thousand so then it has to be paid back oh, so that when, it. when oh. things get split up that mortgage okay. has to be paid the, back with, with, it's with not a no gift. interest payments or no anything? interest Got it. repayable on demand okay. just it just balloon payment right yeah i mean well no there's no payment but no at payment least my two hundred thousand okay. dollars is protected whatever whatever the amount is um that's one way or the second way is to do a prenuptial agreement a marriage contract that says hey if we split up when we a marriage house, contract? Well, Lawyers that, have zero marketing skills. Well, Here's the marriage contract. Well, hey, I would like to discuss with you today the marriage contract. Well, hey, well, just tap the, your papers. And that's the problem, right? You, you talk to a, to a young couple and you say, I love you, I love you. But if we split up, I want this. And that's a very difficult discussion that, that individuals have. And I feel like that one I, I could have more easily than going to my wife and saying, hey, by the way, you know, here, here's like, you need to sign this before we get married. But going to my kids and say, look, you want the 200 grand? Here's the deal. Yeah, you, that's you know, definitely I feel easier. like it's an easier conversation. Absolutely. And that and that becomes a much easier sell to, to a spouse as well. And you say, hey, listen, my parents are lending us the money. And they just want a little yeah. bit of protection. You make the parents well, the bad guy. And at the end of the day, they stay, they stay a couple for the next, you know, forever. Then they can... That, that mortgage can be discharged. Okay. And we do have sometimes we'll do provisions in the will that says, hey, I've got a mortgage on my on my son's house. And, you know, if on my death, there, I'll, I'll forgive that mortgage. Hmm. So there's that ways does. of getting around wow. it. But that that is it becoming because, you know, the bank of mom and dad is becoming very mm-hmm. prevalent in this, of course. this economy, right? A lot yeah, of young kids, of the reason they're able to buy properties is because their parents are helping them out. What about the other? Remember your idea of the second will for something. The secondary will yeah, for, for corporations. That? Yes. So if you if you have a corporation, I know lot lots of rock star guy mm. people have corporations. You can do a secondary will which bypasses probate, and you can because the second the, will the, is covering is, your investments. Yes, you do both wills at the same time. So you do a will that deals with your personal property, your home, money in the bank. And you do a second will that deals strictly with your corporate holdings. And you can say, this is what happens to my uh, primary residence, et cetera. And this is what happens with my corporate holdings. And the corporate holdings, you can transfer those shares directly to your children without triggering any probate fee. So if you don't have that second will, that's, all that other stuff gets rolled into your your estate 
and you're paying probate on the whole thing. Correct. So, so a you, second will is a no-brainer. Yeah. If, if you have some properties if, in a corporation or businesses. Or, absolutely. Because, I mean, if your corporation's worth, say, a million dollars, you're saving your family $15,000 in probate fee. Yeah. Okay. It's a f- substantial savings. No-brainer. Yeah, yeah, it's that, a no-brainer. That that's, like a, that's a no-brainer. Yeah, yeah. That's a no-brainer. Okay. Um, and then what else are you, what, what else do most people, are? Is, is the will thing the biggest thing people kind of get lazy on and don't update? Where, where, where the will you, thing and what's really important is power of attorney. Okay. Right. Um, that I think doesn't get enough, um, what do you call it, exposure. Because even for your principal residence, most individuals individuals own their home as joint tenants, which means if either one dies, the other one becomes the owner by right of survivorship. You register a death certificate on title, and the surviving spouse, if they had to, they could sell the house fairly quickly. However, one of the individuals suffers a stroke and is in the hospital and unable to make decisions. Without a power of attorney, no one can deal with that property without going to a uh, guardian yeah, trustee, crazy. right? Okay. So if you have a power of attorney and you go, wow, you know, with my husband being in a coma, unable to work, we can't carry this house anymore. Well, if you have a power of attorney, you can sell if you had to. And I, I feel like walking into a bank branch with a power of attorney, they're just going to look at me and say, get that piece of paper out no, of here. not at all. Really? Not I can all. walk in and yeah. say, yeah. so let's say I have a bank account with, you know, both must sign to withdraw money. Yeah. If I walk in with a power of attorney on Nick, because that's an account that we have, I'll be able to take the money out by just saying, hey, I have signing authority on Nick. Here's the power uh, of attorney. Absolutely. You don't think it's going to take like 10 weeks for no, them to go up their no, chain of command? No, not at all. Really? No. If it's now, I've had people that you know print the ones off internet, and they got two buddies that that witness it, it, et cetera. Yeah. You're going to get a lot more hesitation with with the financial institution letting you do that. But if it's if it's prepared by a lawyer in Ontario, properly witnessed, done properly, bank will not get do any the ba- some banks call you ever. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I've had calls. I've had calls. But Did you prepare this? That power of attorney is good from the date that it's signed. It's not dependent on someone becoming like the stroke example you used or something like that absolutely there's no there's no restrictions to it it's a general general power see that's the challenge because there's a lot of people in business and in relationships that some there's just a lot of people that will do unscrupulous things and 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 even if they're the, the the best person initially life circumstances happen and they change as a person or in a marriage, they start having an affair or something. Like, who knows? And then they can go do if some they have crazy power stuff. Of attorney. Yeah, that's that's the downside what to that. What do you that. say and to you, that? Jerry? You can't fight. You can't fight it Nixon. if they have power of attorney. You can't fight back after, it, right? It, you know Nick's what? It's point, the best. Jerry. It's the best. I don't docu- trust anyone. <laughs> it, it's the best document you'll ever sign, and the most dangerous document you'll ever sign. In the wrong hands, it's a to, to Nick's point. It's a extremely powerful document because so he, you're saying. Hey, Nick, you can do whatever I can do. And that's pretty powerful. So you get one signed with the other party, but then you just hide it from them so they don't really know about it uh, and they forget about it. And then you only use it when you need to. Well, what I do... There, well, figured it out. What I do, what I do with... Nick's with, a lawyer, yeah. Jerry. Hey, <laughs> do you need help? Nick's looking for work. Well, you know, what I do with a lot of um, couples that come in to do wills, um, power, power of attorney and wills, and they want to name their children as, as backup. So, I mean... You know what happens if both of them are in the same car accident oh, and they're both in a coma, right? You need Jesus. you need backup. So I do a couple things. Number one, I get the parents to sign a direction to me as their lawyer that says, Jerry, as our lawyer, you need to make some inquiries. Why are our kids wanting our power of attorney? 
What's happened? Are they just coming to you trying to get a power of attorney because they want to sell our house without us knowing about it? So it puts a little bit of onus on me to try and reach out. So they say, my parents were in a car accident. They're both at Oakville General Hospital and they're both in a coma. Well, I'll pick up the phone. I will reach out to the Oakville General Hospital and find out if what they're telling me is correct. You know, my parents are on, on vacation in Florida and they just got a diet dynamic offer dynamite offer for the house and they want to sell it i'll pick up the phone and say hey john hey San sandy you know i understand you want to sell your house and your kids are going to say yeah absolutely so i do put i do take on a little bit of responsibility to make sure that the scenario that nick's giving doesn't happen but it is powerful i've i've had situations where I had somebody come in and say oh my mother wants to give me her power of attorney my father passed away my mother wants to give me her power of attorney I'll say, well, where's your siblings? Well, they're, they're just around the corner. Well, why does she only want to name you as the power of attorney? Now, sometimes there's legitimate reasons. I've had situations where my brother lives in British Columbia, my sister lives in Nova Scotia, and, you know, they're not around to help out, and I'll, you know, call the siblings and say, hey, Nick, is it true that, you know... Sure, yeah, yeah just right? convenience but factor, yeah. sometimes somebody says, I, I want to be named power of attorney for my mother, and my two siblings are around the corner, I've refused to do it. Because it's okay. such a powerful we, document. We've had we've had an accountant before told us that you know that they've had multiple times they've had people tell come in and say well yeah they're just kind of like waiting for parents to pass away so they can get yeah, an inheritance forget about and that. stuff yeah, yeah. and it always freaked me out I'm like wow so that they're what just a way kind of, to live your life yeah like, just waiting for my parents to pass away so that I can inherit yeah something. so people that are like in that kind of mindset if they get the power of attorney <laughs> who knows what they they might do right oh you, you know what somebody's got a gambling problem somebody's oh, got a God. drug problem yeah. you know it's, it's always my, it's my, tough to live that way I'll pay off the debt on my next hit next time I make all this money I'll pay off the mortgage on my because on my mother's property or my father's property and there have been elderly people that have lost their properties because children have with power of attorney you know racked up now Oh the my good God, news if there's is, life insurance policies involved. Yes. You could probably tap into life insurance policies. Oh my now, God. Now the good news is is that because there's been so much shenanigans going on with power of attorneys, uh, title insurance companies and banks are being extra, extra careful if somebody's trying to sell a property pursuant to a power of attorney or refinance. So again, if you just go and get one off the internet have your parents sign it and your two buddies are the witnesses, that's not going to fly, right? If you have it done properly with a lawyer, I've had calls from a bank say, hey, did you prepare the power of attorney? Do you know what's going on? Yes, I did. You know, the parent, the mother was here. She was looking at selling, but unfortunately she's unable to sign because she's in a nursing home or something. But, you know, all of the proceeds are being put into the mother's bank account, and we're just doing it for purposes of convenience. I think I've purchased some of those fill in the blank. Like this is when bookstores used to sell racks of legal forms. Yeah. And it was like you could buy like a incorporation package or a I bought some of the, and you know what? When the you first times the I bought them, they came on a floppy disk, oh, a hard geez. disk. Yeah. Sorry, not a floppy disk, a hard disk, the small ones. But I think I bought it and I, I literally think it came on a disk. I guess it must have been 25 years ago. Yeah. We used discs back then, I think, still. Yeah, yeah. And I think that's what I I'm bought. I'm talking about, yeah, I remember them being printed out paper at the bookstore. But oh, yeah. yeah. I, when you said hard disk, I just remember going to school one day, 
and and it was a transition happening from the floppy disk to the hard disk and showing somebody a hard disk and then and they were saying what is that yeah. like that's Advanced. the state of technology how yeah. much data do those things oh, hold gosh. i wonder how like it, half of one word <laughs> document that's, or that's like the, you guys are too young the vhs the big fat vhs i remember, I remember the beta vhs wars <laughs> our, our italian neighbor across the street told me beta you know who i'm talking yeah. about yeah. beta's gonna win beta's yeah. gonna win we bought vhs i remember going back to like oh, hey rocky remember <laughs> vhs well, beta was better Beta was better. Oh, another <laughs> well, was, beta lover. Well, what was the other one? Yeah. Blu-ray versus uh, the other DVD something. Wasn't it just a regular DVD or versus something. Blu-ray there, there or something? There were two different competing standards yeah. there too, and then Blu-ray ended up winning that one. Yeah, yeah, yeah. I forgot And now no that. one cares because yeah. you just stream everything. I remember so, saving up for my DVD player. Carol, Carol and I saved up. Our first DVD player was like $1,100. Eleven hundred. You, know, you know DVD players are not like a decent one it's like 99 bucks like a good one a Blu-ray player is like 99 bucks I think that's an expensive one but the one. freaky part is that I just said we saved yeah who even saves money anymore like that seems like a foreign concept right now I, I remember my first my first car we had the big slot and we would carry around these big eight tracks eight tracks uh, yeah. oh yeah our there. parents yeah. had Tom Jones yeah yeah uh, Elvis Presley yeah yeah who were the YMCA guys YMCA remember that don't one? sing it you can, yeah, we can yeah, answer yeah, but yeah, without yeah, you yeah. singing on the last podcast <laughs> the I tried people. to sing Isn't a little bit village, too yeah yeah village people. We, we had all the yeah it was like macho, yeah, macho, yeah, 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 man. Yeah. Remember that? Oh, my God. I remember because we would find these things. We'd turn up the sound system in our parents' basement because he had a, our father in our basement built a dance floor that was like nine oh, big, feet yeah, wide big. by like 15 feet long, all parquet flooring with lights above it and, and a, a big bar, bar a at long the end. Bar on one so side, they would yeah. have dance parties. It, it, it was a walk-out basement, uh-huh. and they would play these eight tracks, and the sound system was built into the ceiling. He went all out. It was really oh, weird. Yeah. And uh, just so, you know, some Saturday afternoon as a kid, you're bored. You just turn it up. You throw in these eight tracks, and you hear like Elvis Presley just, <laughs> just going at it over the thing. She had flashbacks to our mom playing Whitney Houston. Children are our future. You're going to sing let's, that? No. Let's not criticize the Beatles or the Elvis Presley. No, no, no. My generation. That's my generation. No, I can still listen to Elvis. Elvis is, is good. I don't listen to much Beatles, but when I hear an Elvis song, like Elvis yeah, is Elvis, I don't mind man. Beatles. I don't know. Yeah, Beatles. Yeah. Yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Listen, I just did a soundtrack finally for myself, and I got like 20 songs from Frank Sinatra and my, th- oh, my yeah, kid. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. Hey, listen. That's, I like Frank Sinatra yeah, as well. Good voice. Rat Pack. You know who blew me away? I went on a concert. I didn't, my brother, Another Italian guy, brother-in-law, dragged me to a Michael Bublé concert. I went kicking and streaming, Jerry. I don't want to go see this guy Bublé. What a waste of my time. I was probably the worst person to go with it with our, you know, Carol went, my yeah. wife, uh, my sister-in-law. He was amazing. It was amazing. Was it the Air well, Canada he Center? He's got a fabulous And he's voice. just a natural entertainer. Yeah. He, a fabulous voice and a great entertainer. Was am- I can't believe I'm admitting it, but Michael Bublé was amazing. Um where were we talking about right there? We are, we're talking, what else? Okay, power insurance. Attorney. We were talking about Yeah, power but I want to ask you, world. so let's move on to insurance. Insurance. If someone's closing on an, a rental property now, is $2 million, uh, you know, worth of insurance still I, a good, that's, that's the minimum? a minimum. That's so, a minimum. So you're recommending people get more? I would, I mean, depending on the Why? Because you're it, seeing some lawsuits or some cases well, go above could, $2 million could, dollar you judgments? Could, you could, I mean, why expose yourself to that? Right? Okay, I so mean, what amount? I, what amount do you really like? I would probably try to go to five. Really? Yeah, I try to go to five million. But what? You so, got nothing to worry about. I guess, so you're talking extreme, so like a fire where lives are lost and well, there's ne- negligence not. proven. Because why? Like what? But what? believe it or not, it's not lives lost that bring it up. Right? Oh, it's if it's it, not it, lost it, and they survive lost. for a period of time. You know, yeah. some 22 year old kid in a student oh, rental Jesus becomes, uh, you know, paralyzed for the rest of his life, and it's your fault. Right, the cost of 
caring for that. That's where the numbers get up and yeah. even motor vehicle okay. accidents. You know, so you're so you're telling people five million dollars. Well, it, uh, no, if the cost is the difference is crazy, then okay. I, I would rethink. Okay. But if the cost is not marginal, marginal, do I do I bump it to five million all day long, all day long. Huh. Because it's like I said, even a motor vehicle accident, it's not if someone dies. If yeah. someone survives and what about these paralyzed. umbrella policies that cover you know one policy covering multiple things? Do you like those? Yeah, kinds I think of insurance it's yeah, policies? I think it's because it is per incident, so it's not total. Mm-hmm. I mean, if you know, if five people are injured in in the house, the the five million covers each person. It's not a it? yeah, so it's not a global. That's my That's understanding. We would have to check, but yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah, yeah. yeah. yeah okay. I'm pretty sure it covers okay. each individual. So, so speak so, to your yeah. insurance representative. Yeah, yeah, on that, that. that that's really important to. To know okay. because insurance is 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 a big thing nowadays. Jeez, I feel like you've seen a lot when you look at us and say insurance is a big thing nowadays. Okay, so we covered planning act, will, prenups, the probate, the second will, the power of attorney, the the insurance. Do any- you ever get sick of dealing? Like you must deal with some circumstances you're just not happy with, or you don't even want to get involved in. Like it's a really just crappy situation. Like doesn't or you're just th- dealing with crappy do you just get, people. Do you just get tired of it sometimes? Well, I, I'm finding nowadays the. To be honest with you, my practice, I negotiate extensions on closing dates constantly. That's that's being our biggest thing is, you know. That's because the banks are taking too long. Well, everybody's taking too long. You know, the brokers are behind because they're, you know, appraisers are taking longer than they normally would. Banks are taking longer. Do you know? And I'm saying to everybody, agents, Please don't do a 30-day closing because it's difficult to, to, for people to get their financing in place and close a transaction in 30 days. Those days are gone. We used we, to be able to do an two urgent two-week closing. Two weeks, uh, yeah. no, you know what? Those days are Honestly, those days are gone. And when that happens, right, I always call the agent and say, guys, you got to give everybody. Not so much at my end. It, you know, it's not so much at my end that's taking, taking the delay because, you know, we're able to, to get going. Years ago, a bank would give you instructions even if it wasn't broker complete. So, you know, you get a package that's broker complete. You know, Butler's office has got to put in the, the you know, the notice of assessment, the, the mm-hmm. employment letter, all of that. Got to get the appraisal. Years ago, the bank would send us instructions even if the file was not broker complete. That's well, completed a day before closing. We, you know, we've got everything ready, client signed, ready to go. Nowadays, an institution is not sending out instructions unless their package is complete from the broker. Unfortunately for the broker, they're having trouble getting like an appraisal. One of the, you know, one of the things is you got to hand in an appraisal. The appraiser says, hey, sorry, can't do this for the next two or three weeks. So the package isn't getting uh, finished by the broker. We're getting instructions a day or two before closing. Sometimes we're getting instructions the morning of closing. To put wow. the package together. And, you know, we're getting clients that are getting frustrated. They're going, well, what's going on? Well, guys, I, I, I can't really what put What kind your... of crappy lawyers are we dealing yeah, with Yeah, like, well, I can't, I can't put the package <laughs> yeah, together yeah. You unless you get have your everything. mortgage instructions. And then the bank, you know, some banks say, well, we need five days from the time you get the instructions to fund it because you've got to submit all the do- so it's oh, so now all of a sudden okay, you're, so you're negotiating. To- that's what we've always liked about you Jerry how great you are at handling all the little details that can go wrong on a real estate closing what happens with small claims court small claims court the minimum has gone up to is it $25,000 now 
No, I think it's 35. 35. I think it's 35. 35. Holy yeah. smart. I think I feel like I remembered it at 10. Oh, it was 10. Yeah, it wasn't that long sure, ago. Yeah. So it's 35,000. 35, Are you seeing a backlog at small claims? Is, is small claims a division of the Superior Court of Ontario? Yes, yes it is. Okay. And Are you a seeing a huge backlog? backlog? There is a huge eh? backlog. Yeah. We're, we're waiting for. So you would tell anybody taking anyone to small claims now just to mediate it out? Try to. I mean, you know, at one point, small claims court was great because you'd put your claim in. They'd have what's called a settlement conference. You'd be able to sit there in front of a judge, and he would try his best to try and hammer, hammer out a, a solution for both parties. You know, if, as long as both parties give a little bit, they usually would arrive at a solution. The problem is it's taking so long to even get to the settlement conference because of the backlog in, in small claims court. We what is to- so long? How long is it taking? I've got one right now. I think we're seven or eight months still waiting for a, a settlement. Date? Yeah. A you don't date. have a date. We don't even have a oh, date wow. yet. We no. went to one of those settlement conferences, remember? And the judge looked at the guy and he was like, Did you, uh, did, is, this, is this your signature? And he was, the guy was like, Yeah. And he's like, Do you understand English? Yes. Did you read this document before you signed it? He's like, Yes. He goes, I strongly advise you don't continue this, yeah. you know, whatever he said. Yeah. It was a great judge because we were thinking, oh my gosh. And that's exact. I mean, and that's the, the beauty of small claims court. They have that sort of, it's almost like a mediation where the judge will, ma- now, if either party doesn't agree with what the judge is saying, it'll, it'll proceed to a trial. But generally, a judge is sitting there going, come on, you know, throw in a couple bucks. You throw in, you, you shave off mm-hmm. a couple bucks, you know, everybody. Sure, move let's on. move on and get let's on with our lives. Let's move on and get over. Yeah. How get are they going to get through this backlog, Jerry? I don't know how they're going to do it. Are they hiring more judges? Well. Are you going to become a judge one day? No, I'm too old to be a judge. I'm really? too old to be a judge. I'm 65 years old. You're Why? looking good. No, you're oh, looking good. God. Jerry, you're looking good. Yeah, yeah. You're looking good. No, but aren't judges like your age? No, no, judges oh. are younger. Judges oh, are younger. they? Oh, yeah, judges. Because it's mandatory retirement at 75. Oh, judges well, have 10 to years. Reti- I feel uh. like you would be a good judge. <laughs> no, because you mediate things out really well. I mean, I've seen you do it. You do well, a great job at that. Well, I like negotiating. That's, that's my strength. I like negotiating yeah. solutions. Yeah. We've seen real estate deals with other lawyers blow up into huge problems that don't necessarily need to be a huge problem. And the stuff that's gone through you, you've always been able to mediate your way through it. I've well, always I find, respected that about well, you. Well, what I respect about you is I've been in your office before and you'll just pick up the phone and call them, which is something that I feel like I would, I would do or I would want to do. But in those situations, it's better just to let someone like you handle it. And... Um, Whereas some lawyers will just be like, well, they'll send you the letter, the, you know, the written letter, bad tone, very formal tone. The real sound sounds like a jerk. And you're like, what the hell? What's yeah. wrong with this guy? Pick up the phone. Let's talk. Let's hash something out. And let's move You've on. You've done that always. You know, yeah. I, I have all, that's These always legal been letters that go back and forth. It, it doesn't like, do anything because you're it, asking one thing, comes back, you know what? Pick up the phone. It takes a few weeks. It, you get a response. Exactly. It's like, what are we doing here? And, and, you know, if you can talk to other lawyers, say, look. You know what? I'm willing to do this if your guy's willing to do that. Let's, you know, each mm-hmm. of us talk to our clients. And, and come. in your community, I'm sure you know which lawyers are willing to talk and not talk. Absolutely. And what drives me crazy is, you know, the lawyers that you can't get a hold of. You know, you, mm-hmm. you, you call and all you're talking to is their clerk and you're going, you know what? I don't want to talk to you. I want to talk to the person who's, oh, they're not around. They're not around. And those are the ones that's difficult to, to negotiate with. Because if you have a lawyer on the other side, generally you're going to come up to with a solution. And as long as, you know, my philosophy has always been, I got a buyer that wants to buy. You got a seller that wants to sell. Let's make it work. Mm-hmm. Right? That's generally what, you know, and if you yeah. take that approach, 
it, you can resolve it. Are you seeing any changes with technology in the law field where people are going to start using more virtual lawyers? Is, is the law, uh, you know, is the law changing? Um, the industry changing where people are, yeah, and what are to me? I like having a relationship with someone like yourself, Jerry, because if things can go wrong, you can talk to you, you can go to your office. Like these are very important things to me. With some of these virtual lawyer, do, does does a client of those kinds of things lose some of that or not? Well, I always say, you know, when clients call me and we're we're talking about you know the, our process and what's happening, right? One of the things I always say to them, guys. You can, you can reach out to me. Now, it might take me a day or two, depending on sure. how busy I am, but you can reach out to me and I, I will get back to you. And, you know, I'm the one handling your file. I, lots of law firms, basically their clerks do everything. Mm-hmm. They sign the client up. They deal with the client. I've had clients walk in and say, I've never even met my former lawyer. Never talked to my we've, former lawyer. We've seen situations like that. Yeah. And then What's that, the lawyer that, doing in that case? Well, I don't understand. Well, Just bigger bigger jobs. Well, they're, they're doing, you know, maybe they're doing litigation. Yeah, they're, yeah, they're yeah. Sort Maybe of they're treat. on the golf course. Yeah. yeah, maybe they're on the golf course. Oh, maybe they're on a beach. Oh, they're, you know. Oh, jeez. You Ooh. lawyers are golfing with the, the real estate agents. That's, that's what right. Happens. That's, oh, God. Nick <laughs> and I don't golf. <laughs> we don't golf. Don't call us agents. We don't know what we are. <laughs> okay. We don't know what we are, Jerry. But that's, I, I'm to me, and in fact, I had a I had a call this morning from a client. And we were talking and, and I said, look, I said, if we build a relationship and you're negotiating and, you know, either your agent or yourself needs some assistance in the wording of a clause in the agreement because it's a unique piece of property or the, there's tenants involved and you want, just give me a call. We've happy. always appreciated that about you for, for really. I yeah. mean, that has been amazing. And that's always important, right? Even for, for we tell for, everyone investor you that's the there's some people you just want professional relationships with and you want to pay them their fees because you want these people to pick up your phone call when you call. You know, I just have this pet peeve of when people kind of uh, shop around fees on professionals, like accountants and lawyers specifically, to save $50 on a transaction. And then the same people will get upset when they don't get their call returned in under 60 minutes. Yeah. I'm like, what, you, what are you doing here? Exactly. So, and, uh, and that's the worth, I mean, that's the worth of the team you're working with, right? Yeah. And that, that is one of the strong things that the Rockstar has. It, it has a good network of people. That you know, it's not perfect. Uh, yeah, not well, perfect. That, but nobody's yeah, yeah, perfect. But, but it, you know, like if there's a problem with the mortgage, you know, you can pick up sure. the phone and get a hold yep. of the mortgage broker. You can get a hold of the agent because there's a problem, or or the accountant to, mm-hmm. as to how to, and that's that's priceless. That's invaluable when you're Thanks, trying Jerry. to do Jerry. Jerry slipping in the little uh, <laughs> the, the plug the, the, the promo plug. Down. Yeah, <laughs> very yeah, very smooth. You are a lawyer, Jerry. We got it. We got it. Uh, any Jerry, that's great. We covered everything I wanted to cover. That was good. fantastic. Anything else on on, no, on your mind? I'm good. Yeah, thanks for telling me the the new way to get to Blue Mountain. You and Nick have a different route. No, I'm really excited to go that way to Blue Mountain because I was always going the other way. Now I'm excited to try Winston Churchill all the our, way. Our up. buddy Kate takes credit for that because he's the one that told me. Who, Kevin? Kevin Talk. Kevin Talk. <laughs> Kevin Talk made the it on mayor, the podcast. The mayor. The mayor. Yeah. If anyone Bl- finds their way up to Blue Mountain, just ask around for a gentleman by the name of Kevin Talk, and you will soon run into him. Yeah, he's a longtime rock star client, long term client of Jerry Gallo. Last time we were up there, we were driving through the subdivision where he has a couple properties, yeah. and he's walking down the sidewalk with a red solo cup <laughs> full with some drink, and he's just walking. And we're he like, knew of everybody. Yeah. 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 Did, yeah. He did. You, do you know? He, he bought another property up there. He flyered the area. Did, 
And the sales rep selling the pre-construction thing, I think they weren't kind of fully happy with that. They reached out to him and said, hey, what are you doing? Yeah. And they kind of got him a, a pre-construction one on the next phase. Yeah. But he's uh, he's on the rampage well, up there. I, 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 if you can't I find hear, one, just you, piss off the rep so yeah, that you can... Yeah. Yeah. I hear the next municipal election, he's running for office up there. It's, yeah, oh. you want to know, Kevin. <laughs> Jerry, you're up there too. I always tell everyone, Jerry's the dawn of the area. There's Kevin's actually, the mayor. That's the combination. A, there's a number of, of investors that we know that have decided to buy places up there for themselves, yeah, for personal yeah. use. It's it's like, and you know a number of them too. Yeah. And I'm like, holy cow, we're going to, we've never spent really time up there, but by the time we get the place and we kind of spend some time up there, there's going to be a number and of people that we know. those developments between Rockstar members and some of the Croatian community that we know and Jerry yourself yeah. and some other people that we know, we're like, holy smokes. There's a lot of people. There's a lot there, of people yeah. we know up there. It That's is either going to be a place. great thing or yeah. it's going to be a terrible thing. Yeah. We haven't figured that out yet. <laughs> it, it is. It or it's going to be a horrible place. thing for the neighbors. Exactly. <laughs> <laughs> we're doing the pig roast at you, our place. We're doing the, the pig roast at our you'll place. You'll see the population of Blue Mountain dwindling. Yeah, yeah. What happened to the resale values here? All these guys. Oh, that's perfect. If we can if we can dwindle population, we're happy about that. Yeah. Oh, always a pleasure, Jerry. What's the URL? How is the best way to contact you if someone doesn't know us or you? Is contact me on my web. My website is Gattle Law. My email is gattle at gattlelaw.ca. That's g g a t t o at gattlelaw.ca. Send me a quick email and I'll get back to you. Appreciate it, Jerry. Thank Guys, you. Guys, thank this. you very yeah, much. Thank you. Hey, everyone. Hopefully, you enjoyed that chat with Jerry. You can find Jerry's law firm at gattolaw.ca. That's G A T T O L A W.ca. That's gattolaw.ca. We'll also put that in the show notes of this episode at rockstarinnercircle.com forward slash podcast. And if you are listening to this and you want to learn more about the Saturday, October 16th, Your Life, Your Terms event, you can do that by visiting yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. That's yourlifeyourtermsevent.com. That's it for this episode. Until next time, your life, your terms.